it wasn't until recently that wizards brought in modern plumbing. Um, and it used to be that they would just relieve themselves wherever they stood and then vanish the <laughs> oh. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 193 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm real itchy right now. I'm Sam and I'm cold. And this is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is the froth of March. <laughs> 20 grand like it. That, feels, <laughs> that feels exactly like what mm-hmm. it's like outside. We're right in the thick of the froth of March. It is, I think, four degrees outside. It's four. I think you said it wasn't any degrees. Well... Feels like. Okay, plus or minus. <laughs> Feels like it's, it's not. It's any. no degrees, plus or minus four degrees. Basically. Yeah. Uh, before we get started, we have a warning profanity. There's going to be it. It will be in here. So watch <laughs> out. And is this cousin it? Yeah. This is it, the the balloon carrying demon thing. Oh, that it. The clown. There are a lot of it. They might mm-hmm. be the same uh, person. It's just that one, you know, you get a haircut and it turns out there's a demon clown <laughs> under there. We don't know. Uh, we'd also like to thank our recurring supporters over at moneygrab.bscotch.net. If you'd like to help support the podcast, get over there and then we'll grab your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to be doing a question blitz to the, today, this week, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, we have some quick announcements and news items from the studio. First, we did a level head pre-alpha this past weekend. It was a super secret thing. Um, we we grabbed a few people who we knew would be totally fine if we deleted all, everything on their computer, mm-hmm. uh, including. And we almost had to. We yeah. almost had to. <laughs> so um, that happened. So we we were running telemetry and kind of keeping track of like what was happening. What's the stats? Give me the numbers. So between those twenty three people, they put in uh, over three hundred hours into Level Head this past weekend. Um, they died about fifteen thousand times mm-hmm. so that's it's pretty good a pretty substantial amount of of gr18 deaths mm-hmm. um built 27 levels and the game crashed one time which is dare i say impressive so yeah. this is compared to the crashlands alpha In which was crash not Lands, only did the game not only did the game just <laughs> crash all the time but it also just was bad like the game mm-hmm. was just bad um, so we, we had some really good playtime in people were having a great time with it and we have a legit alpha closed alpha coming up this next weekend. Mm-hmm. So this was like our pre alpha, like just make sure that, you know, nothing is truly wrong with the game before we open it up to a bigger yeah. crowd. So it was only like two dozen people basically yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So this weekend it's going to be a couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're on the list, you already know you're on the list. So yeah. If you and know, if you're, you know. and if you're not on the list, uh, never fear. You know, you'll have the game in your hands mm. at some point. Uh, <laughs> but if you want to kind of spy on the action, just come to the Bscotch Discord at discord.gg slash Uh, because this this closed alpha this upcoming weekend, people are going to be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So we're not, it's not a secret thing. It's just closed for access. Um, so that means if you're interested in the game and you want to just kind of like be around the excitement of people experiencing it for the first time, then come on into the Discord and go to the Levelhead channel. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a riot. It's gonna, it was very active this this past weekend um, with with what was going on secretly, of course, mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Um, so that happened. I'm very excited. I think it's gonna be great. Uh, we also have an announcement coming on Thursday mm-hmm. about Levelhead. So pay attention. To what? I don't know. Just keep your eyeballs, your earballs, your uh, whatever else you can sense the world with. (laughs) (laughs) Just take take all your balls. (laughs) Peel them. Orient them. Orient them towards towards senses. Peel your oranges, folks. It's about to get citric in here. Okay. Put that on a t-shirt. I'm going to get juiced. Um, (laughs) So go to the Bscotch Discord, I guess. Like, I don't really know where to look, but just, like, keep an eye out. Just look around, man. Look around. So that's coming up this Thursday. Um, We also have a GDC meetup. We're going to be at GDC. GDC is March 17th. So 18 is the first day of GDC. Yeah. That's Monday. Mm -hmm. It's that whole week. And And then it goes for that week. That Monday is the day. We're there through Thursday, I think, right? Or Friday? We're there through Thursday. Thursday. So, uh what we decided to do, kind of like what we did when we went to PAX, is where you just went and sort of posted up and hung out. And then a couple people showed up and we chatted about life and stuff. So if you want to just come and say hey to our faces, well, we'll we'll be setting up a little meetup. So if you're in the area, um, you know, clear that 
that afternoon. It's basically going to be Monday from 4.30 to maybe like 6.30 or something like that. Yep, Monday, March 18. More details about that in future podcast stuff. And then last bit of news before we get to question blitz uh, 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, Shenanicon was our little mini convention that we did uh, in October of last year. We're doing it again. Mm -hmm. And we're going to try to do it better this time and slightly larger. Uh, and that's going to be happening September 28. We now have the official date and we're going to have Eventbrite uh, tickets coming up on the 6th of March. So the, the day that this podcast comes out mm -hmm. um, and you can go to meet.bscotch.net to get tickets for that. Uh, we don't currently even know what's going to be at this thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. we'll, yeah. we'll figure it out in the weeks before. Yeah. Uh, last year was great. We basically we did a live podcast episode. We let people play uh, some like early demos of Levelhead, and uh, we just hung out, had some good food, and and then like went out to the the bar afterwards. Mm -hmm. I think we're still going to do a live podcast. I think I think we're gonna do a live podcast. We're gonna After that, we, don't know. we don't know because <laughs> the rest all depends on the state of Levelhead yeah. and like and who knows what's gonna be going on at that time. So yeah, uh, but it'll probably, a it'll chance probably be... just to see to see for us to see you, for you to see us, and then for you to see your fellow uh, shenanigans, just mm -hmm. all in real human life. Yeah, meet some uh, folks. Have a good so time. I think it'd be about four hours. Yep, about four hours long of an event um, on a Saturday afternoon. So uh, if you're if you got the time, come on, come on down. It'll be mm -hmm. great. All right, let's get on to questions. These questions come from Melissa. It's only six and a half minutes in, and we're getting the questions. Whoa. <laughs> it's going to be great. So we did it for real. Mm -hmm. When we talked about it last week, I thought, no, that's no not way. Happen. No way. Uh, we should talk for about 20 more minutes about <laughs> how that, that was not going to happen. We, yeah. Uh, first, all right, so these questions come from podcast.bscotch.net. Uh, people can now vote on each other's questions there, and it's just a, it's just a flurry and of also, if you're getting so nice. If you're getting confused by all these URLs we're throwing out here, just go to bscotch.net. That's all you got to do. Yep. All the links are there. Just go to one place. Yeah, or just kind of like get into a, a monk-like zen state, mm -hmm. and just the links will come to you. Yep. You, know, yeah. you don't need to go anywhere. Because we will email Because we're all you. one with the universe. Mm -hmm. The that. links are inside you the whole time. First question comes from Beaky Bop-a-Boop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Beaky. Beaky Bop-a-Boop. Beaky, Beaky's been asking a lot of good questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Beaky Bop-a-Boop says, or sorry, uh, would, Mr. or Mrs. Bop-a-Boop. I, I want to make sure. It's mm -hmm. Beaky. Is there Beaky? Yeah. That might be overly familiar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> true. Would you ever have a guest on from another game studio or maybe Pat Bard? So definitely, definite no on Pat Bard because he would be enraged at how we're using our mics probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he would not He'd be, be giving to, us a stink eye the whole time. I'm just slapping mine just the whole time. Yeah, he would not be able to yeah. focus. Um, so he, he he's out. <laughs> it would be fun because like, a lot of the a lot of the people in the uh, in the pre alpha were were really happy with all the music and the sound effects. Oh yeah, game. the music's great. So it actually would be fun to have him on at some point, especially because he's been. just- He'd have to bring his own microphone though, because we only have three. That's true. We only have three mics, so that's. that's we got uh, that that random shotgun mic hanging out in the corner. Uh, we could give him the worst mic just to kind of like, mm. <laughs> just to, just to poke him a little bit, <laughs> just to twist that knife. Uh, yeah, we we've talked about put in the past about having uh, other devs on to sort of interview or chat. The problem is that it's really a random role whether or not they are able to sort of just speak in a in a good, humorous way for an extended period of time. And even if they can when you're talking to them normally, that doesn't mean once you put a microphone in their face yeah. that that's true. I know the first some time, people get nervous. Yeah, well, even the first you know five episodes or so of, of us doing this, I was very weirded out by talking into a microphone. Yep. Uh, and so if you're bringing in a guest who maybe doesn't do podcasts at all or even yeah. interviews, that's their first time now, you know? So that's, uh, and the other aspect about it is actually just the scheduling. So in the past when we were handling the, the editing, the yeah, all this other stuff, like actually just scheduling and then getting it so you can talk to someone while, while getting, while you recording on your end, they're recording on their end, getting that file and mashing it together and having it sound good. I know it's going to be high quality on there. Cause of course, if they, mm -hmm. if they record it and their, and their quality is bad. What are we supposed to do now? Yeah. We just nuked a whole podcast because well, we can't. Yeah. I, I think though, more importantly, it's just not what this show is. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I, like we, we've been guests on other shows where they, they just do interviews and like, that's their, that's their whole thing. And they're good at it. And that's what people come to listen to. Um, but on the other hand, like I, I listen to my brother, my brother and me, and every now and then, like very rarely they bring somebody else on. Hmm. 
And I hate those. It's always a little weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, I'm not here for this person. I'm here for you guys. You know, get this weirdo out of here. Even even a person I like. I think more importantly, it's all weird because because those three guys are they're not interviewers. Yeah. No. Yeah. So the interview is always. They're, they're jokers. Like they just they just yeah. want to crack jokes about everything yep. and turn everything into sort of like a weird sort of improv session. Yeah. And and of course they're trying not to do that because they still want the the interviewee to be comfortable and not feel like they have to kind of like it's hard to get fit into in the mix. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, you also want to if you bring in somebody to interview them, then it's supposed to be all about them now, right? And Instead so of that about means jokes. Yeah. And now it can't be about jokes because now because now you have to make sure you're not making the other person feel out of place and so yeah plus not. it's hard to fit into a group that's been talking for 200 hours together oh, just you know? that's just, just the recorded part yeah that's just the recorded yeah. part <laughs> it's so, actually slightly more than 200 hours yeah, for like, us like 205 at least yeah yeah uh, so we did we did think about this actually when we were doing some initial changes to the podcast and changing construction stuff like that a long time ago um but it was actually originally it was the scheduling problem we were like we don't want to have to deal with that the pain and the technology problem and then only Later on, do we realize that we just don't actually want that to be what this is? So yeah, yeah, yeah it's uh, this this show is about what we're talking about. Yep, that's, that's what it is. Well, I think part it's of it is primarily it, about shooting the shit, yeah. which is hard to do also while interviewing a, a, another yes. person. Yeah, um, and yeah, and it's a nice way for us to kind of decompress and like make sure that we step away from our work and and process things, and also get in touch with our community about things, like taking these questions about people wanting to know, you know, what's coming down the pipe and what we've been up to. And um, yeah, and I think delivering what is expected is important. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's just how it is. Next question comes from My Secret Weapon. We haven't heard from Sher in a while. Is he still alive? <laughs> or are y'all working him to an early grave? Can you call him in to say, hey, just so we know he's okay? Much love, guys. You're an mm-hmm. awesome you crew. Can get him? No, he's headphoned up. He's busy. He's he's working. Or, uh, or not alive, one of the two. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes, busy. He has headphones on. We haven't checked his pulse, but you know. uh, <laughs> no, he's doing great. He's He's been taking over our uh, – or he, he developed our game pipe, which is our system that, that sends the games through the tubes of the internet to a build machine and then deploys our patches mm-hmm. everywhere. So he, he and Adam have been collaborating a lot on that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of the reason why we're able to do now this alpha and the, or the pre-alpha and the alpha really comfortably is actually because of this game pipe thing that's been in the works now. So it's part of the, that overall switch to the DevOps stuff that we did where how can we make it so we don't have to deploy once every week or two and can actually deploy, you know, every day if we want or every couple hours if we want. Um, so he's been crushing it on that. And a big part of it um, – came from when we did global hack he and adam worked together a little bit doing mm-hmm. some tool stuff and that just like it woke up a it beast turned up it, yeah it turns out that that is sure's thing and yeah. so he's just been on fire <laughs> doing all this tools dev stuff yeah, it's been fun to watch yeah he's yeah i think really it's good. interesting because you know he, he came into this uh studio kind of wanting to to be a game developer like mm-hmm. to make to make Designer, the games yeah. um and as it seemed like as he as he worked more and more on it, he always just kind of ended up being just really interested in like solving these weird technical mm-hmm. issues, you know, um, and actually a lot less interested in the games specifically. And so, yeah, it's kind of cool to see somebody like find their programming uh, spirit animal. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Yeah. So he's been doing great uh, and will continue to, to do so, mm-hmm. but he's not dead. You definitely not dead. There's, there's that. Basically, now every time you play any of our games, you're hearing the living ghost of Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. he's he's the one that made it appear in your hand. That's true. Well, more more specifically, he made a demon that made it. That's true. Which means mm-hmm. he could die at any moment; they would still get. And his demons cases. will live on. Yeah, to carry his memory forward. Yeah, uh, but he's, he's super alive. <laughs> he's <laughs> totally, totally alive. Totally alive. Nothing to, nothing to worry about. <laughs> Uh, next question comes from O X D O D E C A D O. Sounds like a hex, hex code. The hex code for something. again, hopefully something fine. <laughs> <laughs> Who, what, when, where, why, and how is butterscotch shenanigans nowadays? So this is a five-parter. Okay. Who, Who what, when, where? Wait, six part. All right, start at the top. Who? That's us. All right. Where? What? What is butterscotch? What is it? Uh, it's an entertainment uh, company. We I used guess. to be a mobile game studio. Now we're in now games. we're a real game studio. <laughs> <laughs> now we're an all game studio. To, yeah. Now we're a, a mega cross platform mm-hmm. game studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, when now, right? You just live. Okay, where? Uh, uh, we're in, we're here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we are we are in a, a second floor office now instead of a basement. Oh yeah, I, feel, I didn't even realize how much higher off the ground we've gotten. We yeah. are we're like how much higher are we? Twenty feet? I we're guess. a lot it higher. Depends on what we've really moved up, you guys. What, <laughs> <laughs> what was your what's your altitude at your house though? I don't know. You know? It's like, uh, also, you're saying absolute. Yeah, like, I feel was, like I spend a lot of time going downhill on my way over it here. Feels uh, yeah. So, so it would actually be lower somehow. We might have gone down. It's hard to say, but we feel down. like we're. Up. That's why <laughs> they call. <laughs> that's why they call it downtown because you. Oh yeah, yeah you com- go down into it when you're coming mm-hmm. in there. Yeah. You got to go down. Uh, yeah, it's been good though. I love living. Most office. importantly, there's snacks here, and they just keep appearing. Yeah, we just keep refilling. It's my favorite. Yeah. Uh, all right, why? Now this, oh wait, Ooh, this, is, this, this, this is what I've been actually kind of struggling with. Why are we doing this? Why do we do this? And I've kind of realized who gives a shit. Because <laughs> I, it, you got to do what you enjoy. Uh-huh. And it doesn't really matter if you know why you enjoy it. You know? I mean, I think sure. it, can, it can give you some, I think it does matter. I think it can, it can give you some internal peace, you know? Unless you've just given up on but, it. No, but the idea is, if, if you, <laughs> but if you don't need to know why, because you're already at peace. But I think for some fine. people, knowing the why is how you get to the peace part. Sure, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the question is, are you one of those people? You know? I think I know why. Because it's fun, for one. Uh-huh. Very fun for us. But you got, but if, but if you're really taking taking a step back, mm-hmm. why is it fun? Yeah, I keep, you keep know? going down that fucking Because it's very rewarding but why is to it rewarding? build yeah. things every day in a way that provokes a lot of internal growth and mastery, which is what we do, right? Because mm-hmm. you come up against a problem, you're like, I don't know how the fuck to do this. I've got to figure it out. I'm going to go I'm do showering. it. I'm well, showering. I don't know where the fuck my towel is. <laughs> exactly. i got to figure out how <laughs> to get this coat. This problem. I'm going to turn this coat it's into very, a towel. Very rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you got to, on top of that, then you get to, of course, you know, deal with you rascals every day and our other butterscotch rascals like sure and zappy and it's just fun and then on top of that you know we get to publish things that just make people happy which most most jobs are not really about making other people happy in a very like, like a super direct it's often about making your boss happy or yeah. less not happy yeah so i really less not happy i yeah. really enjoy just the whole the whole kit and caboodle as they say if so yeah if you can go through your day and be like, I made somebody less not happy today. Yeah. I feel like I really did it. Mm-hmm. But did, did you it. also make yourself less not happy today? Yes. Because in the end, that's what really matters. It's about making yourself less not happy. Yep. Uh, so why? That seems fine. Yeah, yeah good. Sure. That seems fine. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I've been thinking about like, you know, because you, you could do anything, mm-hmm. right? Like you, if you just wanted to do something and you just put every single ounce of everything you have into getting that to that point um you can you can generally do that mm-hmm. like if you wanted to go to space you could probably get there well i guess not well, I probably know, yeah the thing is like but like you can you can at least really. tangentially become associated with going to space <laughs> uh-huh. you know like you could end up working as an engineer uh mm-hmm. in a space program or you could you know whatever like the, you could you could start or you to, could be a pilot and just be up real high just you could get up there you get in a hot air balloon yeah you could get hot like 10% balloon. of the way to space maybe mm-hmm. yeah uh, space is or just watch up, really. all the documentaries you know about space and yeah, then your space Kerbal space program mm-hmm. yeah so like maybe that's your thing yeah you can always be working toward that thing and it's like why this thing why and I don't know. <laughs> just pick a thing. It's yeah. fine. It just started doing it and it's awesome. So just keep doing it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, yeah, the why is always, if you try to do it in retrospect, you're just, you're just wrong. You know, the, the why is always because like, because I found peace and joy in what I'm doing. You know, like that's, that's the why. Or is it because it paid the bills? Yeah. That's, that's a good well, why. Yeah, that's a lot I, of the you time. Might, you may have not found the peace and joy in what you're doing. So there could be the why is just because it pays the bills or because yeah. you're stuck in a rut and can't find a way out. Uh, or because you're too afraid of change. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Or because uh, you feel like you have to do what your parents made you feel like you have to do. Mm-hmm. That but, happens. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so why, there's a lot of why. There's but, a lot of why. But my why is because I found peace and joy in what I'm doing. Yeah, we got a good why. Yeah. That's good. We've managed to land a good spot. And the last question is how. Uh, well, that's the interesting one. Well, say how is how is butterscotching? Does this mean like are we're, we doing fine? Yeah, we're doing fine. Or is it more of a deeper how? Like it's a lot easier to answer. How does do this happen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing fine. Just we're answer that fine. one quick. How does this happen? Otherwise, uh, hard work and serendipity. Yep. Yeah, I gave a talk at GEC last year about how, 
called Crashlands Design by Chaos. Mm-hmm. Is that vis- publicly visible? It's only in the GDC vault because it was not well received. Uh, <laughs> it was well received. There was like three people who were just pissed. It got like a mi- mi- middle of the road review. Because um, it's basically, I didn't, I didn't actually, I, I submitted a bunch of talks that I thought were way more interesting. Uh-huh. Because my answer was like, how did we design Crashlands? And the answer is like, we just did it. Like we just, we iterated, right? And that's how we do everything is is we we don't have very direct long term plans. We we have we know what's coming next. I mean, I'm going to say I think your answer was way more compelling in the presentation than we just did it because <laughs> you talked about the iterative development stuff. Yeah, well, I, I talked about I talked about how that iteration happens, but the response from from some people was like, "Well, this doesn't seem reasonable." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. That's how the, I mean, that is how. That is how we do it. But what are you going to do? All right. Next question comes from Zivix. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite mechanic and level head? Are there any particular features in the game that have you feeling extra jazzed? It's the throwing. Yeah. 100%. That uh, grappler. The grappler and the throw is just, that's what it is. Makes um, the game. And, and it's we so didn't funny. even have it until seven months into development. Yeah. Well, and the yeah. funniest part too is like a lot of the levels don't, they don't rely on it in the sense that. Like you just you grab the package and then you're kind of off and you're not really grabbing anything for the rest of the level. But, but even when you did, there are still often places where you just like throw the package, to get some coins or something. Yeah, you just throw the package around. You, it picks up coins. You can thump enemies with it, which is just so fun. Oh, I did just play the campaign level where you're. It's what it's called. It's called like keep up mm-hmm. or something. Keep up, okay. Keep up, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, you have to, you know to, you have to ride a li- you have to ride a track and then and you have to keep up with it. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to keep on jumping off the track and doing all these things. But one of the things you have to do is throw the package up to get coins mm-hmm. periodically, like while you're in the middle of also like, getting ready for combat and stuff. And so just having to throw things just periodically, even for no reason, just adds this sort of it's just fun. Well, thing it, it comes yeah, it comes down to that like it's fun to just play catch. I yeah, I yeah. think it's, I, I find <laughs> myself throwing it with for no reason yeah. at all. Oh yeah, I'm always just, just like if I'm just walking with yeah, the just package, I just start punting it, <laughs> right? Or I just shoot my grappler out. I don't even not even have anything to throw. I'm just like weep weep weep, you know, shooting it out there. Yep. So I think that that to me is the weirdly enough, it's just like the thing. Yeah, at the heart of the uh, at the heart of the game. And I think otherwise the uh, the the what's his name the the face blaster power up mm-hmm. whatever that one's called yeah that which isn't available yet which isn't available alpha, yet yeah. but it, but it's yeah it shoots itself backwards by shooting a projectile out of its face mm-hmm. and then it can bounce off of that very projectile that's just such a weird fucking thing that, <laughs> that by default is actually terrible it's because, easily my favorite thing in the game yeah, yeah because because if you because normally you don't want to shoot yourself backwards that's yeah. almost never what you want to do mm-hmm. and yet that's this whole how, that's its whole thing. But right? once you can, once you can, now you got to figure out how to do it. Now you're like, okay, I have to jump and spin around and then shoot my face off. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then like bounce my face off of the thing and then hit that. And, uh-huh. you know, so it starts to get really yeah, fun. Yeah. Weird. The face blaster, I feel like we're going to start to see the coolest trick shots. Oh, yeah. I really want to get yeah. this power up done in like in the hands of mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, Cause yeah, I, I do actually have on the level head subreddit, some videos of fighting things with the face blaster yeah. and stuff. Is it, is it not in any campaign levels? No. The campaigns are constricted just so we didn't have to deal with all the bugs that were associated yeah, yeah. with that suite of content before Alpha. Yeah. So there's not like the flip whips, the canoodles, a bunch of the – like two of the enemies and then uh, okay. yeah, power-ups so are, are, are I think we're going to then like – once this Alpha is done, we're going to start yeah. fleshing the rest of the campaign out and, and then we'll hopefully test everything that we have in beta mm-hmm. um, and then go from there. So – but yeah, that's that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's interesting because for the longest time we were working on the game – this comes back to like that iterative – uh, design just like for the longest time we we're working on the game and it we we felt pretty good about the editor and we felt good about the feel of the playing playing like mm-hmm. of the platforming but we also were not confident in the game's ability to differentiate itself from anything else mm-hmm. because we like it's like okay you got a power up that lets you wall jump you know cool Neat. you got a power up that like lets you fly a little bit okay but still you just run around and you push some blocks and you jump on enemies but it the game doesn't feel like it knows why it exists, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then as soon as we added that grappler, yeah, then that was, all of a sudden it was like, oh shit, this is the thing. Well, because it also know? broke out. Now the level's not about just getting to the end, like a classic platformer, but it's about the first half is find the package and the second half is get to the end. And so it's actually got this two-phase play in every single level, which even on a on a subtle level, like you're always just sort of, if you don't have the package yet, you're always just kind of, 
You're lazy. Well, it, yeah, it gives you, you an eye out. It gives it. you a sense of purpose that I honestly have never really felt in in most other yeah. platforming kinds of games. Where like I'm getting this package to the goal. Like that's yeah. it's not just about you getting through. You know, you, you're bringing something there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this happened on accident because we had these push blocks that you would you literally like they were heavy and you would push them. And actually. If you watch Sam's uh, Bob Ross video, you'll he he still referred to oh, yeah. <laughs> on accident referred to the the throw blocks as push blocks because they used to be push blocks. Um, and so when we first implemented the the grappler, then just to test out some of the mechanics, I made this level called Writer's Block, mm-hmm. which was like a level that had a lot of spikes on it, and you started with a block. a throw block, and you had to use the throw block to navigate through the level, um, and then it. So like I sent this over to Sam and we started playing. We're like, this is actually like – It's interesting. That yeah. was the thing. It was so it, interesting. Well, and I was like, mm-hmm. if I felt bad leaving that block behind, like because I, I still – I beat the level uh, and I used this. This block was with me the whole way. It's a companion cube. And it became, yeah, it became like a companion cube. And then when I beat the level, I had to just ditch it. And I was like, I kind of wanted that to be the thing. Like yeah. I wanted to bring the block with me. Meanwhile, we had the package, which was actually previously just floating in the goal. So your goal is actually just to get to, to get to the that. package. And so we sort of were like, oh, what if we take the package take it out, out and put it over there? Make it its own thing. Do you think Valve would give us a free license to put the companion cube in there as, a, think as we, a skin? I think once we get going, you know, if it's successful. We, we'll oh, I was show. thinking we'd go the other way. That's not going to happen. Valve can license <laughs> the, the package. <laughs> That's I don't good. want to put a companion cube in there. I mean, this is this is the package. It's it's just, the package just as like a skin, you know, like mm-hmm. that you can unlock. No, this package is sacred, Adam. <laughs> don't don't mess with the package. Uh, yeah, so that's it's definitely the grappler, definitely the thrower. And then we also have some really badass power ups. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what people do with all this stuff. Next question comes from Fly Hoppy Axe Romper, mm-hmm. also a good one, who says, mm-hmm. uh, "If you were a character in the Harry Potter universe and could pick your own Patronus charm animal, what would it be?" The problem is I don't know really what any of these words mean. So the Patronus charm, from what my very high level understanding, because I took a quiz once. Uh huh. Was it a BuzzFeed quiz? It wasn't a BuzzFeed one. It was the <laughs> it was the Pottermore quiz uh-huh. for what your Patronus is. Okay. And in the explainer, the Patronus is a it's basically your spirit animal that mm-hmm. comes out and it is made of pure happiness, light, or yeah, goodness, or something. And I then think. it it it, it uh, kills dementors or anything, chases them away. Anything that's evil is like I don't like this. Yeah, that's what it does. So wait, then why? As far as we could tell, is it that does like, nothing else. Is yeah. that like Harry Potter's owl then, or is that no? That's so, a different thing. So this, this is like a it's like summoning your spirit animal to chase off ghosts. That's I guess the best so, way to put so it. Why, <laughs> Specifically, why, a certain kind of ghost. Yeah. So then, why was there even the rest of all the books if he could just summon a a ghost that would? Because it doesn't like kill evil things. It just chases them. It chases them and they're like, oh, dang it. (laughs) Unless they're so evil that it's a problem, in which case nothing happens. Yes. Okay. So, and then, and then the Patronus is supposed to be a symbol. It's your spirit animal. So it's supposed to be like a symbol of who you are. Gotcha. As a person. Yeah. It's weird because in the books, there's like, there's a lot about this Patronus thing. And then it ultimately, it ends up. Does it just chase off stuff? It's only useful in one specific exact scenario and is never really used again, as far as I recall. Okay. But, you know, we have a lot of beefs about that. I got so many beefs about it. uh, (laughs) So so Patronus is 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 basically a one-time use magic animal that can chase away something. Magic ghost animal that can chase away something that you don't like. Yes. Specifically Dementors. Specifically Dementors. Which suck your soul out of your face. I've never seen... That's not great. None of the Patronuses I've seen are like hyper-violent animals. I would get either a shark or a bear. Those are my two choices. 100%. And not a bear holding a shark. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A bear with sharks for arms. Uh So it can run fast. Uh, so not a shark with bear arms. I think I would, I would prefer, I think, a bear holding a shark, making pew-pew noises and using it like a machine gun. There you go. Mm-hmm. If this is a spirit animal, why does it have to be real? Yeah, I could be whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. Yeah. Because that'll chase down some demons, I tell you what. Yeah. and But but also, like, it's all for show, right? Because it's just, it's just going pew-pew-pew, you know? <laughs> I think- and the shark's just, like, hanging out. Mm-hmm. So it can't do anything. Like nothing can happen, but it could. It could presumably scare away. Be great. And also, good. since it's a spirit animal, 
then it's a ghost, which means physics don't have to apply to it yeah. either. So it could just swim. It could be a shark. Right. So swims. you could have like my spirit animal is like a blue whale, but with man legs. Like it's just got two <laughs> normal <laughs> sized human size man legs. legs. Mm-hmm. So you can't even see them relatively. And really. it just runs along. <laughs> <laughs> but if we take this, if we take this to full metaphor, like mm-hmm. all, all the way through, uh-huh. then our dementors are shitty players because mm. they suck our souls out of our face. Okay. Right? What do you mean? The shitty players who are like who we have to moderate and who are, oh, who are, who like, are like people who are being shitty. Yeah, yeah. Not people. I don't understand. <laughs> no, our, pe- our customers, players who are, who are shits, yeah. yeah, and to each other. Yeah. So those are our dementors, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need tools that we need something that scares them away, right? But that doesn't really do anything. So it's basically like moderation. It's like, like a mute. robots it's that a mute. Do, it's a mute button. Yeah, it's really it's my juice box. Juice box. Well, he doesn't mute things though. He just does his own. Yet. So Patronus is just your way of muting Dementors. It's a mute button mm-hmm. on the internet. Mine's a blue whale with human legs. <laughs> Mine's a with shark arms. Yep. And also the whole time it, it just screams like that sheep from that YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I would want mine to scream I'd like run that. away from that. <laughs> it did scream like that seal from that YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> it screams like a man. <laughs> 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 That'd be amazing. My Patronus uh, is a seal that screams like a man. Be a case that if, if a Dementor, because do Dementors get like sent to you? I can't remember how it works. In the mail, I if think. They just like show, <laughs> they just like show up. Don't they like, they're kind of like ring rates, Can't you like right? direct, yeah, but can't you direct them at people or some shit? Didn't, is it in the books the fucking school administrators like brought Dementors into the school as like something a security like force or something? Yes, yes, I think so. And then- so if you're out past there curfew, weren't a lot of good jokes. This is like a real high like, risk. That's harsh. <laughs> and then yeah, and then like in class, the defense against a dark. I think I'm remembering this now. Hmm. The defense against a dark arts class. They're like, all right, listen, here's the deal. There are now soul sucking demons wandering the hallways because uh-huh. that's new policy. So, <laughs> so your first lesson for this year is to learn how to summon your spirit animal to chase them away in case they go rogue and try to suck mm. your soul out of your face, uh, sort of unfairly. Yeah. If they're doing it because you're out past curfew or because then you should have late to class, then yep. that's your problem yep. now, yep. right? <laughs> but most importantly, you have to be able to summon a whale with human legs right now mm-hmm. to keep yourself mm-hmm. from losing your soul. There are a lot of questionable judgments made by the adults in the Harry Potter universe. Now, listen, listen, I read – or no, I was, I was – I don't even remember where the fuck I heard this. It was on a podcast pretty recently, but apparently uh, there were questions in the Harry Potter community about the fact that there's bathrooms in Hogwarts. Because they're like, why the fuck do wizards have bathrooms? Hmm. Doesn't make any sense. They're using just teleport out your right. Shit. They're using modern human plumbing. Uh, why? Like, there's why can't they just like? And they can they can like manifest food from the ether. Why can't they just like manifest their waste products? Boom, right out of their body. Mm. You know, like why do they have toilets at all? They're wizards. Mm-hmm. You know, but I guess what if you miss? You know, they just manifested your guts away. Yeah, and apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, apparently, yeah. J.K. Rowling answered this question legit mm. and said that she retconned it. I assume. Yeah. Well, she, what she said was that that actually uh, it wasn't until recently that wizards brought in modern plumbing, um, and it used to be that they would just relieve themselves wherever they stood and then vanish the. <laughs> <laughs> I think so she's then, just trolling people. So then there's a bunch of yeah. people who are like, so you're telling me. That <laughs> That's why they always wear robes. Yeah, they just have so these robes. So they're just like, wherever they are, it's mm-hmm. time. It's time to do do the business. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not even potty trained. That's the craziest thing about wizards. <laughs> Those old wizards, yeah. yeah. They're not potty trained at all. They're just like shitting all the yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> but I guess if, if you're removing it at the same rate that it's coming out, then it's as if it never happened. So... <laughs> You know what I mean? I guess he's still trying to picture. Trying to parse this. Is there like a beam of light coming out of the wand? Yeah, because like, you got to flick the wrist. Because it's got to be continuous for this. to But do you have to point at it? Because I feel like it's very. <laughs> well, this this, this is stuff? what I'm talking about the aiming problem. Because now if you're a little bit off, because like also try to imagine trying to teleport all the all the shit out of your <laughs> out of your guts because they wrap around. Yeah, and no, it's like crazy really maze. Yeah. So you have to somehow you have to somehow cast a perfect thing that fits just inside of the, your wacky guts. And we also know that gut to flora is very out. important. Yeah. So you know you got to make sure you don't vanish the bacteria. Yeah. And also you got to make sure. Although that, how important is it if you never have to poop? But you also have to make sure that you, Ooh, that you va- don't vanish it uh, until it's done being digested by your body fully. Well, here's the other question. Otherwise is why not, why not just move nutrients right into your bloodstream? 
Why, why go through this whole eating Right. Why do wizards and, eat? In fact, what I would do is I would just eat as much as I want, teleport the food out of my stomach, and then just put nutrients right in where they're – like the, the proper nutrients in the correct balance. Just put them right in my bloodstream. Mm. You know so you could, as a wizard, you could just always have pudding in your mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't have gone yeah, with pudding. Yeah. Where's that That's wizard? That's all Jerry Puddingmouth. He's just <laughs> always got pudding. You don't talk to him because he's trying to talk. Pudding is just flowing, <laughs> just flowing out of his mouth. Like a like a no, river. That's a good point. Where are these? It's like those Monty Python scenes where yeah, people well, vomit for like a minute. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's weird that they can do fucking anything, and they're anything. not. And then they just don't. And they just go to school and complain about they it. They go to the bathroom mm -hmm. and the normal toilet. Uh, apparently, except get their, get other their than faces Oaga. demon sucked. They don't always like have. Normal. They don't always have their mouth full of pudding. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, nothing about this universe makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Magic is infinite and can do anything. I and wonder yet they just don't. If the inventor of the Dyson vacuum were uh -huh. to see a Dementor, if he just sucked up and he would sue them for No, he'd be like, We need to make <laughs> trademark infringement. We need to make a soul sucking demon that does not actually use the sucking power in order to do its job. You know? Because that's his whole thing with those Dyson vacuums. They're not using Suction? <laughs> I mean, they are using suction. <laughs> but they're not, what are they not doing? They don't I mean, have like a thing. I assume they're using, you know, cyclone. No, technology. they use magic. That's it. Or magic. Yeah. Maybe the thing about wizard. Dyson's is there's a wand in there and it's just, it's just rotating real fast. Spinning around, sucking up the dirt. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? This, I think the only solution here that is. That reminds me, I heard, I heard a story that may not be true about somebody with their like roommate or something who just didn't know that you had to empty a vacuum. They, no. just, they just thought like, you just Where sucked it up and it's just gone it's now? It's just gone now. <laughs> <laughs> so. I like that. Yeah. It's just gone now. So maybe, you know, that, maybe that's how Dyson vacuums are supposed to be. Maybe actually that is how they work, but it also just, it just imports in dust and stuff in there so that you don't like know it's, that it's actually using that. I think there's a movie featuring Jack Black. Called, Probably. Called Envy. I think I'm remembering this right. He invents a product that you spray it on dog poop and then oh, it yes. goes away. It's just gone. It just vanishes. But this is a movie? What was the yeah. plot? What's that? What happens? It was basically like this this guy. What did he spread on things that aren't poop? No, I think nothing happens. Yeah, it doesn't but, but, I don't think it goes dark. I remember being very dissatisfied with this movie because uh, basically the, the movie follows a, a person who he's just like working his normal day job and stuff. And then he's got this kind of like deadbeat neighbor uh, who never does anything. And then. And then at some point, this neighbor invents this magical spray that, like, makes dog poop go away, and he becomes a billionaire. And the guy who works his 9 to 5, he's just enraged by this because he's like, there has to be something wrong with this because where where is it going? Mm. So that's the right question. Where is it going? And I don't recall the movie ever even answering that question. <laughs> like, they just – that was – it's like this guy who's – He's, He's enraged by this, and so then he, like he goes on this wild adventure trying to prove that there's actually something horrible going on here. But where is it going? And I don't think they ever found out. There are a lot of movies with just weird. Like remember Flubber? I like Flubber. Flubber. But what what was even the plot? It was just he invented a thing that bounced. He invented forever. the thing, and then but how and then, probably like, some the evil person tried to take it. Yeah, I think it's always about was that. It? It's like an ET situation. Maybe I'm just making <laughs> it up because it feels like it fits. Perfect. Yeah, I'm just trying to imagine like why would we give a shit about a thing that bounces a lot? And like how did how did we make how did they make us? Care? Flubber did not obey the rules of what inertia. Like it just it wouldn't. It just stop. kept bouncing. Yeah. It also, would just it was keep alive bouncing. and it was sentient and it had a soul. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it was the case that so everyone, it was an ET situation. Yeah, and everyone was like, we need to use this because this will literally give us infinite energy. Right. And the guy yeah. was like, no, like, no, it's, no, it's, it's got a soul. soul. And, and they were like, like can you up. make one without a soul? He's like, no. And there's Flubber 2, which I don't even want to talk about it. They, was, yeah, they, they, just, they totally ruined that. the Flubber universe, uh -huh. I feel like. <laughs> just really flew off yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> With infinitely increasing acceleration, you know? Now, my favorite movie that nobody has seen is a movie called Noise. I have not seen this. I have not It's heard a movie it. about a man who lives in, I believe, New York City. Mm -hmm. He has moved there like a few years ago. And he just can't sleep. Mm -hmm. There's so much fucking noise all the time. And it's always these car alarms. And it's like a revenge movie where this guy basically goes on a crusade to like destroy car alarms. Like that's his. Is it a movie or is it a, is it a like real life? It's a movie. Document. Okay. It's, it's a movie. Yeah. So first he becomes like a vigilante where he figures out where to like, what wires to snip in cars to make the car alarms stop working. <laughs> So anytime a car alarm goes off, he just roams around the streets at night. When a car alarm goes off, he pops the hood, he snips the thing, and then he slaps a sticker on their windshield that's like, 
your car alarm was going off and I snipped it. <laughs> Eventually he tries to, he tries to like get legislation passed to mm-hmm. ban car alarms because it turns out that there's actually no evidence that according to this, right, mm-hmm. there's no evidence that car alarms actually stop robberies. And so they really I mean, just, I wouldn't, I've heard that. I wouldn't yeah. doubt yeah. it. So really they just make a fuckload of noise randomly for no reason and keep people awake at night. And they said, well, like, well, there's no laws about how much noise your car can make. So he buys for a thousand dollars, buys a pickup and fills it with as many speakers and noise amplifiers as possible. And then just starts driving around town at all hours of the day. And then he ends up just parking it in front of the mayor's house and just playing <laughs> sirens and, and like as much sound as he can possibly make as long as possible until finally they pass a law. <laughs> and I was like, yes, this movie is great. That's how you do it. Great movie. All right. Anyway, what are we talking about? <laughs> Harry Potter. Uh, we so, covered it. I think we answered it. Yep. Whale, whale with human next. legs. All right. Next whale question. With human legs, mute button, and uh, and uh, bear holding a shark. I love how you just get a mute button. You back shut up. <laughs> That's my Patronus. Patronus is a mute button. Yeah. Get out of here. It's the same thing. It doesn't really do anything, but it makes me feel better and makes my, makes my life improve, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Next question comes from, also from Beaky Baba Boop. Mm, killing it. Yeah. Uh, the next Prime podcast is 193, which is the current one. Oh, oh, shit. But it is also a happy numbered podcast, a lucky numbered podcast, and a centered 32 gonal numbered podcast. I bet you made all those up. I don't know. But also, mean. math is weird, so those all could be real. <laughs> on, a, on a related note, do you have any favorite numbers? Mm. You're always doing 8-bit stuff. They're convenient, you know, doing base two stuff. Maybe we should go further back up the chain of command. Zero is the best number, I think. Well, mm. zero is not a number, though. It's nothing. You know what I mean? No, that's the so whole point. It's just a, I don't I le- know what you mean because you're just wrong. I learned that, I learned that <laughs> when this concept of zero was being invented, this is all completely made up, I'm sure, is that it was hard to come up with like what that was supposed to be like. And so the idea was you draw a circle because you're sort of like drawing a circle. You're circling, circling the, nothing. the nothing that's in there. Mm-hmm. You're like, it's in, it's this, this hole. It's the circle. Isn't the, th- it's the nothing in there. That's the, what the number is. So when you're drawing a zero, what you're actually doing is just, you're, you're circling, you're outlining the, you're, the you're nothing pointing out. You're like, look at what's not look, look in no. there. Like when you draw a one, the one is pointing at just anything, but it can only point at one at thing. one thing because really? it's only so, got one point. Yeah, if you got a two, <laughs> it's or pointing two, in two directions, it kind has of. three points it's and got three, three points, four, uh, and you just kind of pretend yeah. one of them isn't there. You ignore one because there's a whole like the two, you know, like one is the loneliest number, but except for two sometimes or whatever the fuck that song well, is. Well, one has two points and two has three points. So that's it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> but then three also has three points. It does, but it also has two humps on the back, so that cancels out one. Uh, oh, yeah, because you got to add the humps. If you draw two, two has a one hump. Also. Well, no, if you draw yeah. two in cursive, then it's actually you've got two. If you draw anything in cursive, line, then right? why, why, why would you do this? <laughs> then what it's have you done? True. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we had to learn cursive in third grade, and cursive makes it curse. That's its whole thing. Maybe that's why we curse so much. Because of the cursive. The yeah. weird thing is, I don't. I actually enjoyed writing in cursive. I didn't like getting taught it because it was. Very frustrated. Like the teachers weren't. We had a very bad teacher. Remember her? They weren't particularly passionate about cursive. Yeah, they were mostly. They were just kind of mean about it. They were. They were very into cursive enforcement. Mm-hmm. You know, in sort of like a totalitarian dictator sense. It's kind of like uh, language prescriptivists. You know, where it's just like this is how you're supposed. This to is talk. just how things are supposed to be because that's how it's always been. Yeah. You know, but it's it's a fun thing to write in once you know how to do it. And as as a kid in third grade, which I think is when we learned it. Second or third grade. It made me feel so you adult. You feel very fancy. Yes. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm an adult now because you see the script. I still write book. thank you cards and stuff in cursive because I feel like that adds that, that, that grown up adult touch, you know? I write them in a hideous caps font. Yeah, that's my that's my fallback. Yeah, because it's a good one. That's the only legible way I can And if you do it with one of those shitty pens so that it stamps part of the text and then you stamp mm-hmm. it again with your, the side of your hand, you yeah, know? Yeah, you really hand. get that sort of like – It's very authentic when you've smeared Decipher. the ink <laughs> incomprehensibly. <laughs> like, wow, this person's hand was sweaty yeah. when they were writing this and they have terrible handwriting. That is the main way you can tell. You know when you get those, those letters that are like sort of like fake real handwriting that you get from companies, mm-hmm. you know? You can always tell they're fake because there's not hand smears on it. Yep. So that's the thing to look out. And for. also, all the letters are the same size. There's yeah, there's too. no lines on the paper, and like somehow they've perfectly written like the O that is that is you know six inches Circle away from the other O, still exactly Though on the I same line. I do know some people who have such good handwriting that they could do that. Yeah, where you look at it and you're like, did you type this? But know. those people are high achievers. 
You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're not going to be, they're not going to be working a company where their whole job is writing on an envelope. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Who knows? So if you're, if you have really good handwriting, you're probably an astronaut or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. Right. I think well, it's not required. a doctor though. Cause no, it's <laughs> <laughs> been established. Now, speaking of language purists, mm. we talked a while back off, off mic about the problem of there not being a word that means the opposite of complimentary. And I'm wondering if you guys have had any more time to think about this. Here's the problem. Mm. We have a word that's complimentary. Complimentary means you take this thing, you take this other thing, bring them together. They're good. That's better. Like that's way better than if you had each of them individually. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, if you take, if you brush your teeth and then drink some orange juice, that's way worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Each one of those things by themselves, fine. It's together. fine. It's not great, I mm-hmm. guess. Like brushing your teeth is fine and having orange juice is also fine. Mm-hmm. When you put them together, everything is bad yeah, about it's it. real bad. What is that? Have we figured that out yet? No. Do you have one or are you no. just asking it? Because I have no idea. No. Yeah. I don't think so. You didn't give us any heads up on this, this question. <laughs> right? Yeah. I didn't have time to think about this beforehand. We came up with a bunch of them weeks ago, but none of them None really of worked. them stuck. I, I, just think, want, I just want to put this I out there. Much the more importantly, whelmed is a word. Whelmed is a word. I found this. I was reading Moby Dick and they used the word whelm. Yeah. It's so, a word. It so that's really fill. important. And you I think everybody well. should start using it in your everyday mm-hmm. life. Well, my coffee mug. Yep. Barista. Well, it. <laughs> and then they're, they're like, is this enough? Go like, no, 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 I'm careful. I'm getting overwhelmed. I'm right? overwhelmed. Yeah. Or if somebody only partially fills up your coffee bag, I'm very underwhelmed. <laughs> or or my, my coffee is very underwhelmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you, use it? you properly you, whelm? I have no idea. If that's actually <laughs> could you properly whelm? I asked for 10 ounces. I only saw it in one sentence. So I could quite... Don't quite have enough to parse. Okay. Yeah, but I'm sure we can look it up later. Well, I want to put it out there for our, our listeners. Come up with a word that is the opposite of complimentary. Well, it's, really, it's that toothpaste orange juice. Like, that's the scenario we're talking about. Right. You take two things that are fine by themselves. Then you combine them, and now it's, it is so much worse. Yeah. It's greater than the sum of its parts, but in a bad way. In a bad way. It's far less. Yeah. It's, it's, more, not, it's not less than the sum. It's like the- It is far it less you the than the sum of its parts, than the- Subtraction of its parts. I don't know. It's it's the is, it is more, but just if you were measuring the goodness of something and you're like toothpaste, zero, like mm-hmm. it's fine. It's just, it's not good or bad. It's, it's neutral. Right. Right. And I've got, it's probably be non-zero because zero is too magic of a number, you know? Well, no, because I feel like there's positive and there's negative experiences, right? Yeah. I think, I think to- so, toothpaste like is a little bit above right, zero. So toothpaste is a 0.1. Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> and orange juice, you're like, no, nah, that's like a 0.3. That's fine. It's pretty good. You know, no, it's not. It, yeah, give it a one point five. If a minimum. one is like the best, you know, like a oh, one is like, okay. zero to one. Yeah, scale. so a one is like that's chocolate. You didn't give us the fucking scale. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, it should be intuitive. <laughs> <laughs> zero, I mean, it's a one. I mean, you got toothpaste. Okay, this wait, is wait, a percentage of goodness so, scale. So it's a scale of minus one to one. Then yeah, okay. This is badness to goodness. Gotcha. Okay, um, and it's a normalized minus one to one scale right. for mathematical. Right. Most bad. It's like negative one is murder, and one is chocolate. Like those are the two. And so the spectrum. Wait, what kind of chocolate? Uh, milk chocolate. Okay. Just like this any, is, it's just any old milk scale. chocolate? <laughs> like every milk chocolate all gets a one? Yep. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we don't need to split hairs. Point being, toothpaste is a point, is a point one. I think on this one, <laughs> it's now more of a point oh five, I think, probably. Toothpaste is a point oh five. Yeah. Orange juice is like a point three, maybe a point two, point two depending. Yeah. Put them together and you get murdered. Put them together, you get negative one. <laughs> it's the you same, as, it's the same as if you've killed someone. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, Feels like it anyways. So things that are complementary, you know, you add up that 0.1 and that 0.2 or whatever, and you get like a 0.6. Like mm-hmm. that's, 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 that's you. You got your synergy going on. What is the word for when things produce a far worse, not even just an added together mm-hmm. combo, like a far worse result. Was it energy a thing? Energy was a thing. It's the opposite of synergy. Yeah, that that's the a, that's, funniest word. That's a dumb word. Like <laughs> it might energy. Be, it might just be the, the only word available yep. though. It was energistic. Energy. Well, we could do better. As we did last time. Mankind could do better than energy, I yeah. feel like. So you mean everybody else can do better? Yeah, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean like collectively <laughs> as a species, we can do it. Uh all right. Next question comes from Tim Conceivable. How do you all decide on podcast titles and what will be used in the cold opening at the beginning of each podcast? Here's we don't. the trick, we don't, yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so we just we just walk out of this room and then we're done. And then it's between Fat Bard and Jenny mm-hmm. to uh Figure out that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so Patrick decides on the cold open. Yeah, Jen picks a title. And Jenny picks a title. Yep. 
we so I know basically she just as she says she writes notes on the gas and like looks for shit that went wrong and whatever. And so she's just taking notes and she goes, just looking out for some phrase mm-hmm. that could end up being the title, and then she just has a list of the phrases at the end and then picks them. The it just has to be weird. One. It's basically yeah. that it's just that detection that just constantly is going for if there'd be a good band name when yeah. you have a conversation. It's the same sort of thing. So you just listen to the podcast and pick one one of the band names that comes out of it, and yep. that's it. And we know that Fat Bard's approach is he looks at the waveform for bursts of sound, which is generally <laughs> us laughing at something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he goes a little bit before that. And he's like, was this like 10 seconds long? All right, that's fine. And then he puts that <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast. He's so, got a very methodical approach. Yeah, so we do, we do start recording before we actually start the, the cast. So then he clips out that earlier part. And sometimes there's, you know, sometimes there. there's some waveforms in there mm-hmm. that are real spiky. So he might grab those. Uh, so Other times there's secrets that we're talking about that can never see the light of day. And we're recording those as well and yep. just sending those right over to Fat <laughs> And then hoping for the best. And we're like, it's fine. He's probably not, he's probably not going to hear it. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Uh, next question comes from Retro Banana Man NL. If you just work normal hours, but you eat a lot of crunchy food during your work, are you crunching? Also, mm-hmm. Retro Banana Man is now a moderator. So Congratulations. Welcome to the team. Retro. <laughs> still still not still gonna get, not yeah. licensed. That's a, that's a separate that's not part separate of our, issue. Our stuff, yeah. Yep. Yeah. We don't really we don't do those. Nope. I think if you're eating crunchy foods, you are crunching. No. Yes. Maybe <laughs> yeah, the food is crunching. Are you crunching? Yeah, I don't think you are. Well the food doesn't crunch, you crunch it. Is wait, is crunch is crunch a verb or a or a, apparently it's a verb or a a crunch is a thing that you do. You, you can crunch. It's an onomatopoeia. So it's you a, are it in, is the sound of crushing something with your jaws. Because you can make a crunching sound. You can crunch something. If so you crunch something, are you making a crunching sound? Or? Yes. Because crunch is an onomatopoeia. So that's like by definition. If you took a can, an like uh-huh. empty can, and you compress it, yeah. would you say you have crunched it? Because it makes that sound? I, I would say I maybe the rest it, of the probably. universe just got wider, you know, and like maybe the can is the same size and we don't know. <laughs> you never know. You know, you thought you were crunching the can, but really your hands you stayed were growing the, the universe. Your hands stayed the same width apart and then, <laughs> and then Yeah, the universe grew around. The universe you. grew around the can. Yeah. You don't know. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I don't. You're right. I think the only problem with this theory, the only problem there's not is there's just only the, one. It's just that the can changes shape at the same time. Or maybe it uh, doesn't. No, maybe it doesn't. the universe, the universe shape. changes shape around it. Right. Because if if you were in a certain kind of like, you know, uh, Euclidean geometry space, right? But Which we're can, not. But if we were. The can turns into a new kind of space entirely. The uh-huh. only time I've heard Euclidean geometry as a phrase is when people are spouting weird ass theories. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only – because I, yeah. I think – who knows what that means? What what does that mean? Math people. What does Euclidean geometry it's, mean? Uh, it's just a whole having like two axes and doing things on that kind of a Euclidean yeah, geometry is regular human math. Exactly. It's, it's the math that you learn. So it's one of those like in non-Euclidean space, yeah, yeah. they're like, I'm talking about unicorns. I'm talking about <laughs> whales with human legs. Yeah, non-Euclidean, they'll be like saying, instead of, instead of saying we have like a 2D plane where things are at right angles, you say like, mm-hmm. now I have a... I'm, I'm, I'm living on a donut that I've twisted three times, right? Mm. And now I want to, I want to, <laughs> I want to do some math on the surface of this of donut. this shape, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have to invent entirely new kinds of math because because you, you braided a donut, yeah, because Euclidean stuff doesn't work there. So this is what I'm saying: is you know when you when you twisted that when you tried to crush that can, what actually happened is you created you a braided new, a donut, yeah. But now you turn the universe into into it. a donut that now, relatively speaking, makes it so that the Euclidean space that the can was in uh-huh. looks deformed now. Exactly. So that's yes. what I was saying. And that's so the again, sound. The universe. Yeah. That's the sound of oh, yeah, there, crunch. There has to that's be a sound, sound that goes along with that. Yeah. yeah. You can't just, <laughs> you can't just, just silently just change the universe into a different geometric No, no it makes a crunching noise. It makes a crunching noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Next question comes from – Quickly. Next question comes from My Secret Weapon. Who or is it what is your favorite AAA game developer and why? No shit. Do you have one? Do I have one? I think my favorite – triple a games that are still coming out are still the fallout games well about 76 though so I you're saying that one. so you're so saying is, bethesda is your favorite developer i think so okay as a, as a consequence but the thing is i don't actually like any triple a developers yeah as a, I, as a developer i think it's i actually I like think their it's, products sometimes yeah it's weird to hmm. be a fan of a publicly traded triple a game studio yeah, i don't think it's possible it's hard because who is it it's it's like kind of like to well, me it's this a bunch is of shareholders. To me, this is the same paradox of being a fan of a sports team. Yeah, where you're like, 
I love the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I don't know, that's a for, that's a team, right? And you've been that for your whole life. But like, during during they, your whole life, there, it's now a trade new people, yeah. new coach. Well, I, mean, I don't think it's new super owner weird. even. I think because they because each one has like its own ethos and stuff that you kind of you know it's a team, so you get you kinda, love its spirit. Yeah, you get into the spirit. The spirit lives but on. But I guess but that's a question. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes like don't. if the coach changes and then like half the team changes in the same year, it's just this, a completely different. No, this is just that robot question. If I swap your brain out. It's a, of, it's a ship of it's a ship of pieces. Time, right? Yeah, yeah. You got you to mm-hmm. if you change that if you change that slowly enough, then it's the same thing. It is the, the same time. thing. That's what I'm saying. But most importantly, it has the same banner the whole time. Yeah. that's that's what we really rally behind is symbols. Yeah, the rest doesn't yeah. matter. Because what I would say is like you know probably six years ago it would have been like Blizzard hands down, but now literally none of the people who are running that company mm-hmm. are doing that anymore. Yeah. Also, they're just doing some weird. They're shit. They're doing weird shit now. I was like, well, I like the Warframe team. Yeah, Digital Extremes, I believe it's called. They're just always doing cool shit over there. And they started off with yeah. this game that was like a free-to-play game that had a really low user base. And they just been they just been working on they it. Just keep going. cool just... shit. And now it's a monster. Yeah. And they just seem like they're having a good time. I like them. Space Ninja. I mean, you make a game about Space Ninjas, I feel like. Eventually, you're going to have a real yeah. good time. There's, you know? there's nowhere to go yeah. but up into space mm-hmm. as a ninja. Do you have a favorite triple-A studio? I just don't think I do. Again, I just actually don't like companies and the bigger company it gets the less i can like it <laughs> yeah i like i like right? small companies because they're actually groups of people yeah they're people it's like super giant behemoth yeah know. they're just people you like people. small studios yeah, yeah I, like I like people. i like people i don't like i don't like things as much i guess company. i like people and experiences and you can't experience a company and a company is a person i mean it is by law but it's not like it's not one you can talk to you know mm-hmm. i mean you can talk mm-hmm. using money i guess but like you can't talk back to it. Actually, you do because then you pay it for things and I guess that's, that's how you talk now. Because they talk to, for example, our political process. Using money. Using money. That's right. how companies talk and listen with right. money. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. how they... So that's how that works. They don't but have like, a mouth. They just have a big money hole that just shoots dollar bills out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like those those machines get in the, and the, like, the fan is blowing money Yeah, everywhere. so if, if you're I like just, a senator and you're like, I gotta go talk to Google today, you go over to Google's money hole and yeah, then there's, there's just a yeah. fucking, there's just a big hole in the side of the building yeah. and you just kind of open your mouth and the money just shoots in there. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah I just haven't really played, I think, actually a lot of AAA games recently. There is that too. Which is an interesting point, generally. Yeah. Well, there, so I was actually having a conversation with Sampy this weekend about, about what even is a AAA studio. Because- mm-hmm. You know, this idea of being indie is, is comes from this idea of you'd have like one or two people making a game like in the basement and then they put it out and like self-publish it and whatever. And but of course everything exists on a spectrum. Yeah. So you've got teams like uh well, that's why you get that like triple I and all that bullshit. Yeah. Like, so you get teams like uh, like Hello Games, you know, they make yeah. No Man's Sky and they had twelve people on yeah. their team at that time and and they're selling the game for sixty bucks and and visually it, it looks like a, a triple A game and it's being like like marched across the stage at, uh, at E3 by Sony for like three years, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, actually I think to me, the distinction between a triple A game and a, an indie game in a lot of, in a lot of cases is like partially team size and partially, is it meant to sell hardware? Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. cause so often triple A games, they try to push the boundaries of graphics and then companies like Microsoft or Sony or whatever, like they'll, they'll be, bringing those games up as like, look at how great this looks right, on right, the right. PlayStation mm-hmm. uh, or this is an exclusive mm-hmm. to our console. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times those games are just kind of like collaborations between a hardware manufacturer and a game studio as like pushing the limits of what the hardware is capable of. Interesting. Whereas uh, indies, you know, we don't have the resources to develop a game engine generally. Mm-hmm. We're making the games. And so we're not pushing the hardware unless like Unity or Game Maker is pushing the hardware. Um, so that's, kind of weird. Yeah, no, that's an interesting distinction. Yeah. That's an interesting distinction. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I think a lot of the really high end titles aren't really doing that so much anymore. I think that used to be like the biggest selling point every year is like just how much better the graphics have gotten and whatever. But I feel like it's because they've gotten good enough. They've gotten good enough that I think like there, there is still, of course, that push and Mm -hmm. that is still happening. But I feel like that's less of a, of a huge selling point and not necessarily what, and especially because of the cross platform nature of things now where most games seem to be coming out on more than just a single console. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that, and maybe, maybe just, maybe just AAA doesn't mean anything. I don't know what it means. You know? To me, it just means publicly it's, traded company. That's basically what it, well, it means 3d and it means a large budget. Yeah. But what about a, a clash, clash of clans? It's not a triple A game. Tri- triple M. This is just a, <laughs> it's a triple mobile. It's, like, it's just a mobile game. Like it's, that's not a triple A game. No, oh, yeah. The right amount to that. I think it's about it's about budget and it's about scale of the game. I think 
for a large part. Which is what do you mean by scale though? Because like, I mean, Clash of Clans has like a five hundred person staff and makes billions of dollars, right? So like of the game, not of the institution behind the game. The game is not a yeah, huge. Yeah, I think if you can put a, if you can put one game inside of if if you can conceive of your game also being inside of another game, it's not triple A. Yeah, triple A games are games where there's more games in them. Yeah, oh, that's what we're talking about, right? It's there's like games a, within games. Was there some game you were playing, or someone? My wife there. was talking about playing uh, The Witcher Three with that yeah, game, with that Gwent. game Gwent inside yeah, of it. People she was spent, like, "I've been having a blast playing Gwent in here." And people have spent like 400 hours playing Gwent. Yeah, inside it's the of game the within the game. Yeah, yeah. So I think once your game has other games in it, then you're approaching AAA. Space. There's that Final Fantasy uh, Eight Blitzball. Uh, well, there's oh, no. Blitzball, Final Fantasy Ten, and Final Fantasy Eight. There's that card game. Oh yeah, sounds fun too. Yeah. Uh, which I've always been like, I want that. That's a mobile game. Like I want that. That's a great card game mm-hmm. and nobody makes it, but yep. yeah. So if your game has other games in it, now it's a triple A game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So how do we get some games? Inside so we just got to, we'll make a card game inside of uh level. Okay. <laughs> we have the asynchronous play. We could do that with their web stuff. I mean, that's a different thing entirely. Cause we probably want it to be a bit more synchronous for, uh, no, take game. turns. Who cares? Nope. We'll just, just like, put a twenty-four we... hour cooldown on each move. <laughs> yep. and uh-huh. You got a month yep, to yep, finish yep. your game, and mm-hmm. people yeah. love that shit. Why yeah. not? That'll bust us. People love that. waiting for it. And then we can raise the price to sixty dollars. It's gonna yeah. be great. Yeah, because there's, <laughs> there's another game in there. So yeah, now it's awesome. There's a card game in there yeah. now. Yeah. So. So. What? Yeah. Or we could just put Roid Rage in it. You know, what we should do is actually make the card game in full three D. Oh, yeah. Just to fuck that would be easy. Usually they do the opposite. It'll be kind of like a Celeste situation. You know, it's like where the map is 3D and then you get the game and it's It's 2D. It's 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 not even 2D. The game is pixel art, but the portraits are are hand drawn. Mm -hmm. But then the map is 3D low poly. Mm -hmm. So we could could do something like that where the card game is super realistic, like HD, 3D, Mm -hmm. every D you can have. You put it all in there. Um, And then uh, and you just play that from within. Mm -hmm the cute cartoon 2D yeah. space. Okay. I, I like, like it. it. We'll do it. All right. We got time for one more question, uh, which comes from just let me read who says, <laughs> do you guys listen to music or podcasts while you work? I found that I at least need to have a YouTube video or a podcast, usually yours. So thanks playing while I write or do homework. Thanks. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I cannot listen to words while I write anything. Nope. At all. Yeah. I found that, that I'm, make mistakes at like a 5x rate and I move through the work at like a 10% speed if I'm listening to literally anything. What I do, I can do. Or anything with words. Yeah, yeah, songs I know a lot or that I have on repeat, I can do art to, cannot write to still. But music that is just sort of like a, you know, basically random beeps and boops. (laughs) So gives you some energy. Dude, I love beep boop. Yeah. That's my favorite (laughs) style of music. Mm -hmm. Beepy bop and boop. Yep. Beepy bop and boop. So that stuff. And then I just do some white noise sometimes too, just to have that in there. Yeah. And sometimes I'll work for like four hours and then realize I haven't been listening to anything at all, which is the weirdest part. Yeah. I, I treat music as a mechanism of drowning out the rest of the noise. Yes. You know, like I have noise canceling headphones, but like they cancel uh, ambient sound, but not everything like voices and random sound. Yeah. So, but also you get the energy from it, you know, you get the, like get a good beat going and it helps you get in the the coding, coding mind zone. Yeah. Mine is, uh, I've pulled several ambient tracks from the Eve Online soundtrack, which are just like Mm. super chill, kind of like. Actually, some of the build music for Levelhead is really good for this too. Yes, the stuff that's on the in the YouTube videos of the Bob Ross style yeah. things are really good for just like. I'm still sure. listening to now Sarah Barilla, Sarah Bareilles Radio. There you go. Because I've heard all, all of those songs a hundred million times, mm-hmm. and so they're just like they're just noise, calm noise that just uh, you know keeps, I me, love keeps me going. I love that. That's your programming food. Yeah, man, it's awesome. But those I, programmers are like on some hardcore EDM. I mean, every every once in a while, if I'm, if I'm if I hit a particularly hard problem, I need to like super concentrate on. Then I'll flip over to Danny Baranowski radio. Mm. I thought you were going to say like Nora Jones or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's too. I think it's yeah, too Danny, Danny Baranowski does uh, Crypt of the Necker Dancer and mm. Super Meat Boy. Yeah, and, well, Super and, Meat Boy. and the it is all, all on Google Play. And so the, that radio station also brings in lots of other sort of similar kinds of stuff. So like FTL stuff gets in there, mm-hmm. and you know, it's a, it's a good FTL is great. Station. Yeah. yeah, I love video game soundtracks because they're meant to not draw attention to themselves. Yeah. Like they're meant to convey a mood, but in a way that puts them behind everything mm-hmm. else, you know, which is really great. It's for, good for work. For getting work done. Yep. Now, have you guys played Super Meat Boy recently? No. Yes. Because the music is oh. completely different. Danny oh, Bar- I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah Danny Baranowski made the music for Super Meat Boy originally. 
after like five or eight years or whatever, there was some kind of dispute. Uh, and then the team meet just got a new composer and made a whole new soundtrack. Oh, yeah. So I think, I think it had to do with originally anyway, it had to do with their licensing agreement once they ported to some other platform. Yeah. And then like, and then somehow that retroactively hit the whole game. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Or, or um, they just decided at that time to like do something else. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened, but yeah. So now, uh, if you play super meat boy and you, if you played it a while back and you play it now, it feels it, not, it feels a little different. It? It's got a little different vibe to it. It would have to because like the 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 soundtrack was so integral. Of the, the music experience. is a huge part of all this stuff. Yeah. I was actually noticing it too, playing uh, Levelhead over the weekend, and we did again. We did get quite a few comments from people just really enjoying the the overall soundtrack and the in the vibe and stuff. But there's a few levels where it's very funny where because the music is a little more upbeat, but you might be dying a lot. And there's this really interesting thing that happens where at some point when you died like a hundred times, a level that's like really bopping. You start to feel like the music is kind of making funny, <laughs> <laughs> you know, where you're like, stop it with your incessant happiness, you know. Um, so it, it it makes a huge difference on the overall, you know, uh, impact. Of the yeah. Thing. In earlier builds of the game, we had it so that when you died, the music would stop. Oh, it was terrible. And it would start over You again. just hear the first eight seconds. Yeah. Like, just <laughs> constantly. Really bad idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it worked when we had placeholder music because it was we, it was just bad. Yeah, and we weren't really listening to it anyway. But as soon as we actually had good music and you kind of wanted to hear the rest of the song, then yeah, that was a really bad experience. Mm -hmm. So all right, well, that's all the time we have for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed the question blitz as we as I just started calling it today. Mm -hmm. Just uh, this moment. Yep. So we'd like to thank our producer Fat Bard for making us sound good. Thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. If you'd like to get more involved in the Butterscotch community, go to podcast.bscotch.net. And importantly, we've got, like I said, big announcement coming on Thursday. Get in there, get mm -hmm. into the Discord, and you'll, you'll see. People will be talking about it. Keep all your balls peeled. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and also, uh, over at podcast.bscotch.net, we've got merch, we've got links to the Discord, a uh, way for you to donate. And we have links to the podcast archives and all that stuff. And also you can ask questions and vote for questions. So get on over there and help uh, make this podcast even more amazing going forward. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.